And welcome back to another episode of Business of Influence. We have a special treat for you today because today is a boys-only episode. Yeah. I have Andy Cleric. That's Hello. not even his real name, which we learned <laughs> when one that of the last episodes. That was supposed to be private. And then I got Adrian <laughs> Vasquez, a.k.a. at Adrian V Vlog slash Adrian Vasquez, depending on what platform you follow him in. Today, we have so much to go through because there's a lot on our minds. We're going through all things content commerce. We're talking about Netflix moving into amusement parks. We're talking about biopics taking over the world. Are they original or have they actually been done before? We don't know. We've got to get into it. We talk about creator brands and what happens if someone gets canceled. Can Prime really overtake Gatorade that way? Or is it going to fall like Yeezys if something bad happens? I don't know. We go through a ton of stuff, including Lionel Messi coming into Miami, the whole movement of soccer to football. The world needs more sports. And to give more athletes better deals, apparently. We talk all things money, all things business, all things influence. Let's get into it. You're going to Greece next week. I'm going to Greece tomorrow. Tom tomorrow? Tomorrow night. You excited? Midnight. Yeah, I land uh, 4 p.m. on Thursday, and then no one's going to work on Friday anyway, really, because it's, you know, the Friday before July 4th, and I come back next Friday. I'm barely there. Is that the official, like, announcement we don't have to work on Friday? Please rewind that. <laughs> Please take that back. Here I am just trying to have a boys' conversation with both of you, and everything I say, I forget that you're going to take for gold. And you're like, all right, guys, Ryan said. Hey, guys. We, we week, tricked him. We put him on a podcast so yeah. he can get us out of work. Dude, isn't the flight over there just super crazy? Uh, it's to Europe, dude. It's like nine hours and change, but you leave at midnight. You sleep the whole time. The goal is actually just not to sleep that long because if you, if you drug yourself and you pass out for eight hours and you wake up, you basically wake up and start your day at 3 p.m., right? And then you got to go to bed at 10, 11, 12, something like that, and you're not tired. So you got to drug yourself again. So the, the goal is pass out for like four and a half hours, wake up tired, but stay awake, do work, read, watch movies, whatever. That way when you land, you're like, you're tired and it's three o'clock, you go about your day and when it's time for bed, you're like, already, there's no jet lag, you're on it. On the way back, you gotta stay awake for 10 hours straight, which is tough. Interesting. But so then that, you're okay the next day. That's why you can do the three-day weekend trips to Europe. I should strategically plan all my flights at night so I could just sleep through it because I could sleep through a plane just fine. Are you guys plane sleepers? Can you guys sleep on the planes? Oh, okay. I'll do international flights. Yeah. I'll do international flights at night because it it makes the time go by way faster, especially mm -hmm. when you've got nine, ten, you know, fourteen hours in an airplane. Yeah. Um, nighttime flights where the flight is like from L.A. If you're coming back to New York, it's technically it's really only five hours, and to do a red eye for that, that means you're really only going to sleep like three or four if you're lucky, and it's not a comfortable sleep. Like that ruins your next day. Got it. That's hard. I've been watching like my thing is like I'll find I'll find the most boring movie that I can yeah and just fall asleep to that. Give me an idea of a boring movie. Like I, there's a show called Million Dollar Listing. Wow! Five minutes in and I'm out. Wow! I know because you fall asleep to my edits all the time. Oh my god! I remember like all you remember that that video of you're like editing me and you're like. <sighs> And you just keep falling asleep. Dude, that's one of my biggest pet peeves with you ever. I'd always fall asleep in the most ridiculous places, and you were always there to capture them and blast it to the world and then tag me. And I'm like, okay, great. This is how people are going to follow Wait, me. Wait, but Diego's just... the same way. He falls asleep, like, everywhere. Everybody falls asleep everywhere. I think it's a natural <laughs> human thing. I think he I just, just happen to be with you guys <laughs> all the time, and so I see you falling asleep. He's like, let me just get the most vulnerable moment where I <laughs> just post it to, like, his millions of followers. Anyway, speaking of boring TV shows like Million Dollar Listing, um, uh, streaming services are out of control. Why? They're just 
They're everywhere. Well, they're everywhere. And Everything's then, a streaming service. And then every brand has their own thing, like Paramount Plus, Disney Plus, Million Dollar Listing. Like, there's just so many of them. Um, it's getting ridiculous. And now Netflix, they're now, like, cracking down on their password things. Yeah, they have to, man. There's so much competition. Everyone's got to make money. This content's not free, right? Yeah. You know how expensive it was to make Extraction 2? That guy, like, he lit his arm on fire and then got in a fight. Have you seen Extraction 2? I don't know what you're talking about. What are you yeah, talking I, don't, about? I don't know what you're talking about. Hold. Are, guys, I have to hold the mic for this. Do you, do you have Netflix? Do you know what Netflix is? Yes. You sure? <laughs> yes. Adrian, do you have Netflix? I, I do. Okay. Have you ever, do you know who Chris Hemsworth is? I know yes. Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, yeah, Have you ever heard of the movie The Extraction? Extraction. No. No. There's a sequel that just came out. I can't believe you even watched the first one. It is the craziest action movie I have ever seen. There is a 21-minute scene in Extraction 2 that is just like it's you, you like you don't you can't breathe. It's so crazy. It starts inside a prison. It then goes to cars. Full shootout ends on a train that derails. It's like completely insane. Now, obviously, it wasn't like a like a, one. It wasn't like Children of Men. You know, twenty one minutes of like pure camera never cuts because you can see like they'll push into a back and then pull out. But it it basically feels like a twenty one minute action scene is the craziest action movie I've ever seen. I I like I dare you to find me another movie that is as insane as Extraction 2. That one with um, uh, Captain America, what's his name? Uh, Chris Evans? Chris Evans, uh, he's the villain. You know what I'm talking about? Um, where he's the villain? Yeah. Snowpiercer, where he's on the train? No, no, no he no, wasn't no, the villain on no, no. that one. Oh, it was so good, it was on Netflix. Um, Chris Evans is the villain. Oh, like Red, Red. That one. Red, whatever it was, the one with Ryan Reynolds. That's and, the one, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was a great movie. <laughs> that was mediocre at best. <laughs> extraction 2 is actually great, though. Okay, anyways, where That's are we going great. with this Extraction film? You're talking about, talking about, dude, you're just talking about how streaming is going away, it's, it's this, that, the other. I'm not saying it's going away. I well, My thing is, is like, I feel like these platforms are relying so much, like, so much on like moments. Like, there's the Stranger Thing moments, and then it goes away. And then Apple's like, yo, we got Ted Lasso, so everybody runs from Netflix to like Ted Lasso. Well, it's a race for... It's a race for quality, yeah. right? And it's a race for subscribers. If you don't consistently give subscribers great content, they're going to eventually unsubscribe when they check that credit card bill, when inflation is through the roof, and they're like, all right, where can I save money? Oh, shit, dude, I watched that one show already. They haven't come up with anything good for a long, long time. Yeah. Like, thank God Amazon Prime starts to put out, like, good stuff now, because for a while, it was like, what do I watch Amazon Prime for? Right? There was, like, one show, and then- Well, did you guys see that Netflix was considering making a theme park? They were considering using Stranger Things and a bunch of their different oh, really? franchises they have. Doing like a Netflix theme park? Something like that. I, and I, I think that could be the future out, of it. You know what? I don't think anyone's ever done that. It's Disney. Disney. Universal but, Studios. Yeah. Well, no, I feel like but it's been done before. The theme park competition is, it's, I mean, Universal Studios is building a whole new theme park in yeah. Orlando. So I mean, it's there. The love demand is there. I, I, it makes complete sense. I just think like doing a theme park like that ends up becoming a major distraction, right? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Netflix is a public company, so you could probably look. I don't know how much money Netflix makes from merch, though, and like the video games and the board games that come out. What Disney was amazing at was the flywheel. Like, I think they were the real first content to commerce flywheel where that company, founded by that guy, sat around and said, We don't just make content, movies, we don't just tell stories, yeah. right? We give an entire lifestyle for purchase to the kids and the mm. parents of America. And then it went obviously around the world. Yeah. So every like Snow White, 
Bambi, like, you know, uh, Little Mermaid, all of these things. It wasn't just about the movie. It's uh, what else can we get people to buy? We want them to then come to the amusement park. We want them to then buy all the shirts. We want them to go buy the dolls at the place. We want them to get the board games. Netflix hasn't touched any of that. They've been pure content for subscription, and that is it. And so obviously the next path is 100% Disney model of content to commerce, and it's only a matter of time before one of the streamers goes down that path. Well, hold on a question, because Disney, they did everything. Like Netflix, like they're their distribution do they, do they own the the stranger things ip or are they yes. just they do yeah. yes okay but it's, it's very rarely do pay to play it's a very different world because back then you were relying on that culture now you have social media and everything so it's more about whose eyes can we get on this exact show so i think it has to do like for example with the something super interesting a really weird tiktok trend that i've been noticing on my page right now is did you know that it was grimace's birthday for mcdonald's I did see that. Yes, and it's the weirdest marketing thing, and I'm we, pretty we follow sure different things. No, well, no, it's so <laughs> we random. Have different it, it has nothing to do with Are anything sure? in my life. <laughs> it's the purple but, character from the, McDonald's. Remember Ronald McDonald's little crew? There was like the the purple. Um... All I learned about on TikTok, it's nonstop submarines, pyramids. Oh, my whole thing is conspiracy theories, and then it's like random, you know, fit fluencers, you know, bouncing around and then a uh, stand-up comic and then just over and over. Okay. That reminds me, this guy. TikTok shop. We have to touch that. I do want to talk about yes. it. Yeah, I see it. I see it. Yeah. Okay, so this guy. It's his birthday. It's his birthday apparently this month. Something okay. like that. I'm not sure if it's real. McDonald's made a thing. Okay. But how McDonald's is profiting off of this birthday is they made a weird trend where it's like this guy Grimace is like a killer. Like it's going to kill you. And I don't know if McDonald's stuck their hands into that trend, but it's been being pushed dramatically. Probably. So all the kids are wanting to partake in this trend and make that video, the TikTok trend video, that it's like them pouring a milkshake on their head and then like Grimace kills them. Great But it's working so well. Yeah. Because everybody's going to purchase the smoothie or the milkshake just to make the TikTok trend. We should do a trend where people were... Every, your house is going to kill you, so you have to move and buy a new one. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> this, do we do that? Yeah. How do you do yes. that? There's a Can movie called Monster Studios House. Get on that. It's <laughs> it's crazy though. Like these guys are just touching into like nostalgia. Like these these characters, they were like popping in like the early '90s, early 2000s, which is crazy. And I'm sure you guys have seen this, but like every movie this year is a biopic about something. Like Flamin' Hot Cheetos has a movie. Blackberry has a movie. Dude. That was good, actually. Did you watch it? Yeah, I watched Blackberry. Um, I haven't watched it, but I, I heard it was really either, yeah. good. It's good. It just came out streaming once anyway. No one goes to theater anymore. Dude, fucking, do you remember the 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 GameStop thing that happened in like 2020? Yeah, it's a movie yeah. now with Paul Dano. It's a movie now. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, <laughs> it's a fast. massive cast. Seth Rogen plays a hedge funder. Like, it's insane. There should be like a time limit. <laughs> I feel like that just happened. It's like, all right, movie. Like, Well, I, social media is also a direct competitor of netflix and all these people and they realize that trends move fast trends do move really fast attention moves fast but also again like none of this is new you know like talking about oh my god netflix is gonna open an amusement park that's so crazy no one's ever done that except it has been done right like a hundred years ago yeah. right same thing for for talking about oh gamestop movie that just happened that's too fast you guys are probably way too young to watch it but you know there's a show called law and order yes yeah, yeah. law and order became famous 25 years ago i don't know a long time ago because they would take real life news events and in the next episode would change up names and some defining characteristics tell that story in a full 
our serial of Law and Order. So people would watch the show and they're like, oh my God, I remember that one where the townhouse blew up. Oh my God, I remember that one where the babysitter killed the four kids. So it was based on real events? Yeah, so they're all based on real events. No oh, one talks about it anymore, but that 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 was the Law and Order thing for so long. They would It was ripped from the headlines, ripped from the headlines, ripped from the headlines. And that's what made that show so huge. And so- now to like move really, really quickly, people aren't used to it because we're used to getting movies like Air now, right? Which yeah. is about Michael Jordan and the creation of the first Air Jordan. Yeah. But people love, like, you know, I don't know, I might go see a movie about the submarine, you know, if it comes out within the next couple months. I, do I think it, it doesn't move fast enough. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, well, hold on, another- And with AI? Did you see the the new Black Mirror episode? Did you see Black Mirror, the new season? I don't watch yeah, Black Mirror. I haven't, I haven't seen it yet. I'm so excited. But so there's a new it. season. I'm going to spoil it right now. Spoiler. Okay. I'm not going to spoil all of them. It's new episodes. <laughs> Guys, there's one episode where this woman is called Joan is Awful. And this woman is like having a, she has to fire someone at work. And then she has a fight with her boyfriend or whatever. And they sit down to watch a show. And they turn on, on the show. It's called Streamberry, right? Instead of Netflix. And so they turn it on and there's, they're going through the shows and one of the shows is her face, but it's not her face, but it's her name. And it says, Joan is awful as a new show that just came out and it's not her, but it looks just like her, but it's a woman being played by Selma Hayek. And they turn it on and the show is literally her whole life from that day watching. She's sitting there petrified, petrified, petrified because everything she did that day, like she made out with this other dude and all that stuff she wasn't supposed to. Her husband is sitting there watching it happen and he's like, what is it? What are we watching? And then that is a meta replay of the same person doing it again. And it like, it's wild. You should go watch it. But I feel like people's attention spans are getting shorter and shorter and shorter. We're going to expect that through AI, right? Matt Damon is the captain of that submarine and a movie out on Netflix next Friday. You would watch the retelling immediately because it's so top of mind. And with AI, they're going to now be able to start using everyone's faces. You're going to get actors that don't even have to show up. It's going to be Matt Damon, Brad Pitt, right? George Clooney stuck in a submarine with like the little kid from Two and a Half Men or whatever that, whatever, what happened to that kid, by the way? Oh, there's a new photo floating around. Is there? Yeah. It doesn't look That right. kid should be in it. And then the implosion happens and it's a 45 minute movie. Netflix is going to get tons and tons of subscribers and it took them a week to put it together because AI is also going to be able to write the full script based on ripped from the headlines because the whole script has already been written by every meme, every video, every news article, every news show ever. Tell me you wouldn't watch that next Friday if it came that fast. I don't think it's going to happen that fast. That I know, soon. but if it did, would you sit down and watch oh, of it? Of course. Of course. See? I don't know, but real quick, you know who else does that really well? Who? South Park. South Park is- Oh, on they're yes. famous for yes. it. Yeah. I was watching, they have a documentary. I think it's on Hulu. Yeah, it's where, awesome. Where they talk about how they'll, they'll, create an episode within six days of it airing. Yeah, they can't. They've tried to do it. They talked about how in one season they tried to be regular TV writers yeah. and like be six months out, a year out. And they were like, our brains didn't work. Yeah. It was the unfunniest shit we ever put together. We only work incredibly well under massive pressure. Yeah. So like the episode has to drop on Wednesday because it comes out every Wednesday at 10 p.m. And they are recording voices on Tuesday. That's And that's wild. how they were able to hit with like every time they air a new episode after an election, yeah. right? The show, the next day, because the elections are on Tuesday, is who won? Because they move so fast. Remember, I saw I saw Matt Stone getting his haircut at the same yeah. place yeah. I get my haircut. Yeah. And I was like, South Park, dude, you're a hero. You're amazing. <laughs> what and are he you was doing like, here? Shouldn't you be writing a show that's coming no. out on Wednesday? And he was like, good to meet you. <laughs> The next Wednesday, the episode <laughs> was about real estate agents who sell properties on YouTube 
and how terrible they are. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Remember? Yes. And I was like, no way that was a coincidence. That whole episode was Cartman being a YouTube real estate agent and literally ruining South Park because he was gentrifying it and turning up prices. And like the old school realtors were like, we don't know how to take it to videos to sell our houses. And he was just like walking in doing up, content. <laughs> Dude, it was so depressing, but so amazing at the same time. Are you saying you inspired that episode? That episode 100%. for Stuart. He bum I bumped into him he looked at me and I saw his eyes go, What's up next week's episode? I'm gonna roast you, motherfucker. Whoa. <laughs> it's exactly what happened. That's crazy. And then Beavis and Butthead roasted me. Do you see that episode? Who is that? I That's the kid that. from Two and a Half Men. <laughs> That's the kid from Two and a Half Men. Yeah. That's what happens when you make way too much money when you're 10 years old. You grow up to be that guy. Jesus. Um, okay. Also, so he looks happy. He looks happy. I guess. Oh, he's looking down on the ground. He doesn't look too happy there. Wow. But <laughs> I want to touch base on something that we're talking about right now that's not new, but that some people are against. And it's the fact that they think that creativity is dying in media, that, I, that movies are just being remade and we're being too nostalgic and you know, all that type of stuff. But I don't agree. I don't either. I, I, I think it's the exact opposite. I think there's so much pressure to create original content today because it's all anyone does. People are being forced to be creative who never had to be creative before. So that and I just don't think anything's original anymore, dude. Like I just think that Extraction Two is original. I'd never seen that before. Okay, that guy's arm but was I, lit on, he fought someone with his arm on fire. There's this book that I read. It's like a small book because I don't typically read, but a it's pamphlet. called Steal Like an Artist, <laughs> and it talks about how like nothing's original, and anything that is like considered original has been taken from a lot of different things and put together. So like, I don't know, man. I think. The whole concept of that book is that there's honor amongst thieves. And if you can take something, make it better and have a little twist to it, that's new art. Apple. I, that's <laughs> literally what's happening, dude. Fucking Instagram, dude. Like they stole all the best pieces from all these other platforms. That's Zuckerberg's MO though. What's up? If I can't buy you, I will copy you. That's, got, that's what Zuckerberg does. That's what Apple did. Yeah. In that in their entire background, they went into IBM and they're like, what are you guys doing? They're like, let us show you. And then they left and they were like, guys, go get that shit right now. We have to do this and we have to race them to market. And they were first to market. Yeah. You know? I agree. I, I just think that's what it is. I don't think creativity is dead. I just think it's changing. And it's, I think what you're saying, I think there's like this pressure of having to be creative. And they're like, okay, well, what's already like all these TikTok people, like, for example, Caleb, like, how much do you pay? Like, he's just a better version of MTV Cribs. Like, my friend Gabe, can I go to work with you? Like, that's dirty jobs. Like, yeah, exactly. It's just a better version of what's already been done. It's accessible. Yeah. And to remember too, you know, across social, these platforms only exist because people are willing to watch it all. Yeah. If no one watched any of it, they wouldn't exist. Yeah. So you can say creativity is dead, but at the same time, the only reason Shakespeare is Shakespeare is because people were willing to show up and watch those plays in the round in London. If no one was willing to show up, then, then you'd never even know who he is. Yeah. So all of these content creators create content these days because people are actually there. So you can complain about the content or the quality of the content all day long, but it's like, don't hate the player, hate the game. You guys showed up. <laughs> stop, stop showing up. And we won't make Get Ready With Me videos 400 million times a day. I think if like it works, it works, dude. Like again, all these biopics, they're all doing so well. Like Air, I think did well, performed well. I think the thing I'm that made that movie so interesting too is like, it's the same, but it's different. Like they made a movie about Michael Jordan without showing Michael Jordan. Like that's crazy, dude. Um, and that whole movie, did you, did you watch it? No, I haven't. Did yet. you watch it? Yes. It's fantastic, dude. Like you think 
this movie's about Michael Jordan's story. It's about his fucking shoe and how that deal was structured. The movie's more about Michael Jordan's mom than it is about Michael Jordan. Oh yeah, it's all about his mom. So, so like that's that's in my opinion being creative. It's like how do we make another piece of content about this guy that everybody knows who he is? Oh, let's focus on his mom. Looks like they filmed that movie in 17 days though. I mean, it, it was pretty simple. It was pretty simple, but I I thought it was so fascinating. Yeah, no, it's super super interesting. Just like Blackberry, Blackberry along the lines of like you know, if you like movies like The Social Network and, you know, Air and, you know, kind of origin stories, the Blackberry story was definitely like a, you know, a be careful story about what happens when you achieve success and to make sure you're always looking over your shoulder. Like I actually, while watching that movie, you know, it's fine. The movie's good. It's kind of funny. You're like, wow, they, they created this thing out of a banana. You know, they were just literally invented it the entire way through. Um, and I actually got like sick to my stomach the minute they started playing the iPhone getting released, because you know what's gonna come. Like showing the iPhone in the Blackberry movie is like showing a weapon in a Shakespearean play. Like you don't show it if you're not gonna use it by the end. And so you see it and you're like, oh my God, they're seeing how they're gonna die. And no one cared, no one paid attention. And everyone's like, ah, it's glass. No one's gonna use glass, this is so stupid. Um, uh, and it was like pretty devastating just to watch right? To watch it go through. But yeah, there's tons of biopics now. People love it though, because people love true life. They love real stories. They love law and order. They yeah. love reality TV. They love, you know, following people who are authentic and real. All the people you you see, right, are people who are authentic. I think That's people you follow. That's why people familiar. like Andy on social. Yeah. Well, I think it's like people are naturally creatures of habit and they like familiarity. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I know this thing. Like I had hot Cheetos when I was a kid. Oh, there's a movie. Let me watch it. Yeah. And they're actually fascinating stories like that about the custodian. Did you know, you know a story about hot Cheetos? I can't watch everything. What was this one? He made, he made, it hasn't Cheetos? happened yet. I don't think the movie. Eva Longoria is making a movie about it, that. Yeah. 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 But hot Cheetos was created. You know the story, right? Yeah. So essentially there, I believe I may be telling some parts wrong, but there was a, a gentleman who worked at a school or something like that cleaning. And he would eat Cheetos. He's a custodian. A custodian, yes. And uh, he wanted, it, it was a Mexican gentleman. So like obviously Mexican food is very spicy and everything. So yeah. he mixed the Cheetos and then he like sent it to them. And they loved the idea of a hot Cheeto. So they literally made the hot Cheeto a thing. And it became a cultural phenomenon. It's literally idolized by a lot of Mexican American children. They love it. I love it. And it's like incredible. It's actually crazy. The guy became a millionaire off of just a simple idea. Frida Lays brought him on as like the head of... Spice. Something spice, yeah, yeah. yeah. The head of yeah, something. you are the chief spice officer. <laughs> I, I guess I want one of those at Surian. The CSO. What are you? I'm the chief spice officer. I bring spice here. To this I'm Mexican. I'm spicy. I'll I'll do it. I'll take the job. Have you had hot Cheetos before? I mean, maybe once, dude. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm like white from Boston. I don't eat spicy food. <laughs> so, what's the equivalent of uh, hot Cheeto for someone white from Boston? Like what's like I don't a, know, like extra butter on my Doritos, lobster? yeah, Doritos, the Cool Ranch ones, dude. Doritos like those cool tacos ranch. from Taco Bell. Dude, cool Ranch Doritos <laughs> are maybe one of my major food groups. Oh gosh, yeah. yeah, that's one thing I picked up from Ryan. Every time we'd go to an airport, I'd be like, "Hey, do you want anything?" He's like, "Cool Ranch Doritos." Dude, and, and they, by, they take me back to being like a little kid, and it's like it's a it's a total junk food. It's not good for you, but it doesn't feel that bad because there's only like seven chips in a bag now. Um, uh, and they just, I don't know, Diego actually was Googling and looking into the scientific reasons why some people are addicted to Cool Ranch Doritos. And it's, uh, it's a depressing, devastating Google search. Oh, dude. Well, whatever I, that flavor is, whatever they put it, like they know it's addicting and yeah. they feed it to obese kids all day long. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, 
Do you have more, please? I need more Cool Ranch Doritos. I don't remember what show I was watching, but the Dorito, the original nacho cheese Dorito, they spent $8 billion in research to craft that perfect cheesy, like, concoction dude that sounds aggressive that sounds like an aggressive number it's crazy i don't know did i say did i say billion or million you said billion million Million. Million. sorry 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 sorry. (laughs) don't cut that out i'm reading (laughs) these are the mistakes that adrian makes all the time eight million dollars sorry dude i was on the train this morning with 600 million jillion people okay my adsense account i'm at 200 kajillion dollars i have that up because i'm reading this real quick not to go back to the air jordan movie but i think the thing that made that so fascinating was the way that deal was structured. It was the yes. first time really in sports history where if, I mean, we're the business of influence. Uh, let me put it this way, Andy. Michael Jordan had, hadn't even stepped foot into the NBA. He was like this like rookie coming into the season. Yeah, just drafted. Just drafted, dude. And every, like everyone was like, oh, this kid's like the next thing. But we're not really sure. Nike basically bet their entire, but they had a budget of $200 million, right? but it was intended to be split across four athletes. And they didn't have like a big basketball uh, program. At that time, it was Converse and Adidas. Because Adidas uh, had that really big song with Run DMC. My uh, yeah, They were the Anyways, biggest. Everyone wanted Adidas. And Jordan wanted to go to Adidas. But essentially, the movie's about this guy. He's like, I think we need to bring this guy and bet all of our money that this kid's going to be the, the next big thing. Anyways, they eventually convinced Jordan's mom to take a deal. Jordan signs it with the stipulation that what's up? That, that he has profit share on every shoe ever sold. Every shoe that was ever sold, he'll get a percentage. And, and that no wasn't like ever, that was no one had ever done it before. No one ever done that before. Mom was smart. Mom was smart. And there's a scene in the movie where the CEO, he's like, he's like how many shoes can somebody like one person actually sell? It's like whatever. He said, fuck it, let's do the deal. Yeah. To put it in perspective, in Jordan's career, dude, his entire basketball career, he earned $90 million. Ready for this? And in, in salary from playing basketball. Salary from playing basketball. Was $90 okay. million. Now, he makes an average of $400 million a year. Holy Just from that day. shoe deal. From, from that deal. shoe. Yeah, dude. So what makes these shoes so incredible? I don't own a pair. It changed culture, dude. It's it's culture. Cl- I mean, look at his shoes. Uh, that's all I wear, dude. Oh, right. I wear, it's just they, they changed culture, dude. It was like... I think they were synonymous with success. Yeah. Nike is probably one of the greatest marketing firms of all time. Yep. Right. And you can hear every other major CEO says that over and over and over. Like that is a apparel company. Like they sell a commodity, they sell shoes, you know, they sell jerseys, running equipment, all that, except they never actually sell any of that stuff. They sell lifestyle. They sell athleticism. They don't actually ever show the shoe. They show the guy in the shoe because yeah. you want to be like the guy. You don't want to be like the shoe. You don't actually care. There are so many shoes out there. Totally. I don't want that shoe. I want his shoe, I, right? They do a good job at associating with winners, winning. Yeah, dude, and- that famous, there's like, I mean, there's so many famous ones, but like you see it on TikTok all the time and everywhere. That famous chip shot by Tiger Woods where he was playing with a Nike ball and that Nike ball slowly rolls as the logo appears and goes in and he wins. And what did it say? I I need Nike golf balls so I can go win the Masters too. It's crazy. It's just perfect, perfect marketing. Yeah, I I think it's that. I think brands are just wanting to align themselves with winners. And you see that with Miami's Inter-Miami, that new soccer team just signed Lionel Messi, dude, with like... Like 
one of the biggest sports deals in in history. Honestly, they put like the MLS on the map. The Miami team is not new. I mean, it's newer compared to like Manchester. Yeah. But it's uh uh you know it's not newer. They just you know because they had Beckham yeah. right, so he was the first person to come over to the United States. But now, I mean, he turned down what half a billion dollars more to go to Saudi, and he chose to come here because of the entire package of the deal. And he gets to be in Miami versus being in Saudi Arabia. You're in Miami. Did you hear about your soccer team when you were out there? Well, I, I think David Beckham was just starting to make his move. So he was starting to get a little relevant, but not that crazy. I mean, now that Messi is going there, yeah. there's a huge Argentinian population in Miami. So, oh, yeah. No, for I mean, massive. Massive, massive. So it, it makes sense that if he goes there rather than Saudi Arabia. But when you were growing up, did people talk about soccer? I grew up in Mexico. So, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I, thought you up, I thought you grew up in Miami. <laughs> I, grew, I mean, I grew up both places, but yeah. We but, learned up. something new about Andy. Ever. Remember last time he <laughs> told name, us his name's not even Andy? And it's not even Cleric? And his sister's he, not even not, his sister. And his sister's not even his sister? That, like, he is not who we think he is? No, no it's dude. all a secret. Hold on, but I want to go back a little bit. We were talking about... Hard uh, pivot. Uh, hard, uh, yeah, I mean... I, they know too much. Pivot. They know too much. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about Nike associating themselves with these athletic people, these winners. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, Miami is associating themselves with a winner, Messi. Yeah, yeah. How can an individual person, because we're talking about it at a larger macro uh, company-wide culture thing, yeah. how can an individual person turn their personal brand to be associated with winners? Find brands who are winning. I don't know. Like, well, it's, I mean, it, it's like anything, right? It, it's, it's collaboration. Success yeah. begets success. So the more you talk about being successful, the more people are going to associate you with success. Yeah. I am a great example of that. You don't even have to have a success. You just, like when I was younger, telling people about the success you're associated with, people are like, oh, you're successful. Yeah, yeah. Like we did a property tour that one time in Colorado years ago of a ranch on the market for $280 million. It would, another broker was literally in it. We flew there to go tour someone else's listing. Like we didn't sell it. We were just touring a really, really cool ranch that was owned by John Hendricks, who created Discovery Channel. No one cares about anything. No one reads. No one watches anything. The amount of times people come up to me and they're like, hey, remember that $300 million ranch in Colorado you sold? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What about it? Like, that was crazy. I watched that. Anyway, my dad has this $100 million place in Miami. I need someone cool to sell it who sells big stuff. Do you want to come meet him? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yeah. It's all associated marketing. That's why, you, I mean, I think it's actually... A lot easier to find winning partnerships than it is to be careful about making mistakes with losing partnerships. Mm. Like Tom Brady and FTX. Like that, that's a brand ding. You yeah. know, I, I would do anything for that guy. He's <laughs> like, obsessed. But that's like a shit. <laughs> like, damn, dude, did you really have to jump on the crypto exchange bandwagon? I mean, come on. Like, dude, yeah. what are you doing? Or like we were talking about, like, what happens if a creator, then gets canceled later. Yeah. Is everyone that that creator's ever worked with now associated by guilt? That's that's my fear. So I'm a huge Prime fan, Logan Paul and KSI. I love their Prime thing. And they're competing with Gatorade at such a high level. What happens if Logan Paul gets into some shit again? Like, does that tarnish you can't the brand? Do it. What's, what's, I mean, classic recent example of what happens when the face, if you have a brand that is 100% connected to an actual human is Yeezys. Yeah. Right? Look at the write off Adidas. Dude, that, you couldn't even get Yeezys. Yeah. People were buying Yeezys on the black market. Yeah. yeah right? Yeah. You know, they'd sell them for a couple hundred bucks. People were paying into the thousands just to get them because you couldn't find them anywhere. Wow. It was perfect. It was insane. Then they went into streetwear and all that. 
He says a bunch of a bunch of bad things. Yeah. Right. He, people just jump on top of him. He gets divorced, and now Adidas can't even sell them. You can't. I, I can't. Dude, I couldn't walk onto an airplane wearing Yeezys today. You might say, "Well, that's stupid. Do whatever you want." I'm like, dude, my my life is too valuable. There are other shoes to wear. Hundred percent. Like, there's new brands all the time. I don't need to walk on and like defend somebody all day long, <laughs> even if they are comfortable and feel like I'm walking on marshmallows. There's other battles to pick, but that yeah. like, but that's that whole thing is crazy too, because like, if you remember, like Kanye was with Nike for a while, and then he left because they wouldn't give him royalties. Yeah. Uh, because so he wasn't he an athlete. Adidas, yep. That's why he went to Adidas. And Adidas like, oh, yeah, well, we're the best. Like, fuck you, Nike. And then he takes out one bad. Which was, at the time, a miss by Nike. Yeah. A major yeah. creator kind of business of influence classic business miss. Yeah. You know, like, if you're going to treat athletes one way, why would you not treat musicians or pop stars or content creators? Yeah. You know, like, if you're the one who's going to create all the attraction for the product, yeah. you should get a piece of it. Yeah, yeah. The more you sell, the better it is for all of us. There totally. would be no product otherwise. So if you buy Yeezys and wear Yeezys, are you supporting an anti-Semitic cause? I, I think at Ryan's level, it's just not worth that battle. Right. You know but what for I mean? the, the normal person every no, single I don't day. Think, I don't think you, one, no. If I see someone wearing Yeezys, I'm not like, hey, he hates make dreams. a financial decision, take those shoes off, you hate people. I'm probably just saying, like, okay, so those are his shoes. But you definitely made a choice that you're going to put on shoes that are now designed and created by somebody who's made some major, major, major controversial statements. And is it worth that choice? You know, like if you wear a MAGA hat, you know, like like Schultz says, you know, yeah, in his yeah. comedy bit, which is amazing, like <laughs> you, it's the, the hat's the last thing you put on. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> I'm choosing violence today. Like yeah, you know yeah. what you're doing. Like it is a choice. You don't have Let's to wear piss something. Some people off today. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> same thing. Like if you wear any kind of branded gear, gear, anything you know, made by anybody else, like you have to be prepared to walk the walk and talk the talk. Yeah. Like if you dress like a police officer, and then people come up to you to be like, "Hey, someone stabbed me," and you're like, Psh, "I'm not a cop." Fuck, dude, you put on the uniform. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's why. You know, that's why they used to say it wouldn't happen to me. But you know, I remember like. You know, I dated a girl in high school and she wanted to wear something super revealing to one of the school dances and her parents wouldn't let her and she was so upset. So, so upset. And now thinking back on it, I'm like, that's gonna be me as a dad. Like I you do, you know, if you're good, I don't want you dressing the part because I don't want you walking the walk or talking the talk. Yeah. And I don't want you ever putting out there to the world that this is the type of role that you have. And it yeah. just is what it is. Have you seen that movie, Let's Be Cops? I think that's what it's called. Yes. That's a great, have you watched it? Yes, I have that one. It's a great movie. Sorry, of all the movies that. we've just talked about for the last <laughs> yeah. hour, the one movie Andy's like, oh, Let's Be Cops? I've seen that movie. Hey, Emma, Wait, but this please. actually all ties back to what we were talking about, about. Does it though? It does. No, and it does, what you just said. And it's, for example, me, before I actually was selling real estate, I was kind of pretending to be a realtor on the internet. I was yeah, you were running around and seeing, yeah. Yeah, and I was talking about architecture and everything, and then people and realized. now here you are. And here I am, an actual realtor. It's as <laughs> if you willed it, dude. Manifestation, Listen, like, dude. Yeah, manifestation is a real thing. Like, you can, it's just, it, it, you know, it goes back to when you were little kids and your parents said, you can be whatever you put your mind to. You can do whatever you put your mind to. You might not be able to pick up a car, okay? But there's a lot of things you can do if you put your mind to it. Just most people don't want to do it. It's too hard, man. It takes too much time, too much effort. It's... It's too tough. It's so much easier just to look at my phone. I'm going to start dressing like Ryan Reynolds. I want to be like Ryan Reynolds. 
Like yeah. He's an Absolutely entrepreneur. crushing it, dude. <laughs> Guy's just, he's investing in a football. Dude, also real quick, football, is that the new sport? Is that like new sport football? Not new sport, but like, like the soccer sport. or American football? S- sorry, soccer. Oh, I think yeah. what you're saying is, is soccer and European football the new sport for um, America? Yes. 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 For correct. Americans. Correct. I think, I think Americans mm. are, are, I think there, there hasn't been a new sport to get excited about for a long, long time. And so I feel like the excitement about both American soccer and European football combined with pickleball. Yeah, pickleball. Like Americans are now ready for something new. Like we've been watching the same baseball teams since the early 1900s. We've been watching the same NFL football teams for for a hundred years now. Yeah. You know, it's like the same, same, down the thing, the thing, the thing. Like it's that's why NASCAR is so huge. Formula One. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Well, dude, why well, again being the biz of influence, dude, Ted Lasso got me and my girlfriend and every time we're walking by in like a restaurant they're playing soccer my girlfriend stops she's like oh they're watching ted lasso i'm like no babe that's just soccer but it's like there's and she just bought a soccer jersey oh my god i'm like how do you watch ted lasso i love ted lasso have you watched it it's show it's too nice for me it's so good it's too nice i'm gonna get you a bracelet i'm making what would ted lasso do bracelets i'm not even I'm not even kidding. It's too nice, man. It's so good. I I can only watch controversial television anymore. Misery loves like, company, man. Dude, I know. I sit there angry <laughs> no, and I watch angry TV shows and I'm like, these people get me. Anyways, I think it's so <laughs> smart. Again, business of influence. Ted Lasso, made by Apple TV. They stream MLS. Yes. Who invested and are paying Lionel Messi as part yes. of the deal. Boom, callback. Yeah. How crazy is that, dude? Dude, full circle. Flywheel. Flywheel. flywheel, flywheel, flywheel. Then they'll also have football merch, soccer merch, right? That's how it works. Netflix is the one company who doesn't do it. So when we were, well, I can't really say this. But anyway, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> for maybe something that we're doing in the future, potentially, maybe not, having a conversation with one of those streaming networks, they have a massive website where they sell a lot of other things. Got it. And part of that deal, mm-hmm. which was super, super interesting, was you're not just doing a a TV show with us. Yeah. We are building out your lifestyle flywheel and you're going to do the show. You're going to get this. You're going to get a piece of this. We're going to have a store that's dedicated. This is this. And no one else has that, you know, and right. even Apple, like Apple doesn't have, they're not going to like sell iPhones with you. Right. They're not, they haven't built out the stores just yet. Mm-hmm. Like you were talking about TikTok stores. Oh, like how yeah. do you fully monetize the content experience? Yeah from the watching of it through subscriptions like OnlyFans to the payments of the merch a la Disney yeah. forever ago, right? To yeah. the experiences yeah. today, you know, whether that's an OnlyFans model being available Saturdays at 9 p.m. in Miami or, you know, whatever it might be. Andy, that's that's, I got Saturday. that from Andy. I got that from Andy. <laughs> <laughs> from my hand. <laughs> he told me. Saturdays. That's crazy. That is a big miss. I don't know why, like, Netflix hasn't, Launch their own sh- because oh here we are <laughs> <laughs> because um one it's for better and for worse because there's a massive opportunity in terms of revenue that they're probably going to go into now because they've got to make up dollars yeah. if you're going to be losing subscribers you make up everywhere else and every company knows what's the best way to increase margins and make up for lost revenue is growth why do you open up new products why does a real estate brokerage go into new markets Right? No, things aren't that bad. I opened up 100 states, right? Everything's fine. But Netflix, I think, really follows one major piece of guidance that Steve Jobs talked about all the time, 
which is, is this issue a focus, right? So what are our goals? What are we the absolute best at? Let's be number one at that. Everything else is just an issue. Sure, could we go into merch? Sure, could we go and open up an amusement park? Sure, could we do this? But are those issues actually a focus for our core business? And you see a lot of other companies do everything all the time, yeah. and then no one has any idea what the company stands for because like, no, that's the shoot. Oh no, that's the amusement. Oh no, that's the con. I don't even know. Here's a good idea. Here's a good idea for anybody watching. Clip this. I think there should be an integration for the flywheel and overall experience of like Netflix is that like if you're watching a scene, you press pause and you know how like those little things come up. It's like, oh, do you want closed captions? Blah, blah, blah. There should be an option for shop. And if there's a scene with like a certain shirt being worn, there's a little option to purchase that. And you could just, you have your card linked. It'll just purchase it and ship to you. That's fucking genius, okay. dude. There will be. There, there will be. And I think you're thinking like as, as a business person, but like as an actual consumer, I don't like TikTok shop. Every 10 seconds, it pops it. up. Oh, I don't like it. Well, if, it, it, if it's aggressive, to, if it's in it's your very face. Aggressive. It true. is. So we have to figure out, the, all these companies are trying to monetize. I think in TikTok in Asia is very easy to monetize because they shop on live stream and everything. Mm-hmm. We haven't figured that out with the American consumer because we don't like to be sold to. We always say that. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of these companies are doing it in a poor way. That's why I, I really enjoy Netflix because you really are going there to just watch things. Yeah. But whenever you're going to other places, they're all, always trying to sell you things and it feels so forced. I think that's why Disney is so successful at selling you things because they're selling you the experience, the culture that comes with it. You go to the theme park, everyone has the little Mickey Mouse $8 ice cream thing that you want to buy. You want to take that Instagram picture. So if these companies are putting stuff in your face and forcing you to buy it and making it too capitalistic, I feel like I would consume less of it. I get it. Okay. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Yeah. So like, I feel like Netflix would have to like go something more towards culture. And that's why Jordans were so successful in everything. Oh, that's true. Because they were never like really pushing them. They were just like, hey, this guy wears them. He's great. He's I'm not sure they pushed it. Yeah. But, but, like, but it's just genius marketing, like selling the lifestyle. Apple did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like any major company out there. Dude, why is it called a happy meal? It's not called Snackbox. Right? It's not called the lunch bag. right? They could have called it anything else, but they sat there with marketing and with creative and said, how do we get more people to buy food that's going to kill them? Right? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> right? We, we say it's happy. Happy. The first time that was probably ever mentioned was probably the dumbest thing ever. Can you imagine someone sitting here and being like, we're going to call it a happy burger yeah let's go for and then they called it and it's stuck and it sticks and it's just marketing right i want to go get a happy meal okay son you can get a a happy meal it sounds light it sounds easy it sounds digestible it sounds totally okay childhood obesity (laughs) like it's (laughs) right but it's that's dude that's how that's how it works man it's marketing you got to be able to see both sides you know and the um uh and there's so many more examples of that it's it's all in the naming it's all in the branding you know that's why apple's not Apple, sorry. McDonald's, as crazy as they are, they're fucking geniuses, dude. Have you watched the movie The Founder? So good. Have you Love watched it. it? Yeah, of course. That that was, I don't know I'm going with that, but I think it's just a great movie. It's fucked up, but it's a great Side movie. Side note, one time Adrian came to me the night after he watched The Social Network, mm. and he was like, 
I don't want you to social network me. We need to have a talk. Oh, I did. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, I remember He's that. He's like, we need to have a talk about Listed. Oh, yeah, remember yeah. I was, like, I was like, I don't want to be Edward, whatever his name yeah, is. So yeah, let's, yeah. let's figure this out. Yes. <laughs> I forgot about sweating it. Sweating memory. Damn, he came, he came to me and I'm like, where's this coming from? And he's like, Okay, if I'm being honest, I watched the social network last <laughs> night. Right. And like I don't I don't want you to like Zuckerberg me. <laughs> I'm like, I promise. That's not what I'm gonna say. <laughs> that that me, movie yeah. inspired a whole generation of like conspiracy theorists. Although no, he actually did that to people, so that was that was probably bad. You know? Damn. Oh, that was fun. This is a fun little podcast. Yeah. You anything else you guys want to talk about? No, this has been a superbly great use of my time. Thanks everybody for watching. I think the people. I think the people are gonna like it. I think people like our little banter. We had a guest bail on us, so yeah, we'll mention him. I'll mention him in, in public one day. I'll call the him same out. way. Like I have a notes app of like all the things that one day I'm gonna mention in public because revenge is best served cold. But up until you have that moment, silence is violence. So you don't like you don't like the Dave Portnoy method, like name on. He goes champagne. out right away, but he has a different business. Like I, like I gotta be careful like i'm not selling pizza (laughs) like you know i gotta i gotta be a little bit more careful you know because people like no one's gonna hear something from portnoy and then you know majority anyway and then like not watch a pizza review or not buy a a shirt about you know a, a sports team like he's been through tons of controversy i'm sure they've seen dips but at the end of the day He's, he's one guy in a huge, huge machine that does hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars worth of sales. Um, you know, for me, if I ever walked that fine line of, ooh, that was a bad move, people could be like, I don't think I'm gonna use you personally to go and buy that or sell that or do this project. So you have to be a bit more careful, which is why silence is violence. I will never forget, and I will bring up everything at a later date when the timing is right. <laughs> just bring up some of them now. Just names, look at that camera and point, say Dude, some of the names. It's 3 p.m. <laughs> no, I I'm have kidding. to go. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Bye. Like and subscribe, I guess. <laughs> Thanks for watching Business of Influence. Bye. Bye.